What's up, bitches? I am not Gaia. And I am Nita. <laughs> and this is Bitch Why. Our podcast where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them. We're just a couple of artsy bitches learning what makes art good and how to talk about it. <laughs> and we're talking about... Black Widow! Black Widow. Black I know Widow. we already introduced the thing, but the reason Gaia's not here today is because... One, I just can't keep putting Gaia through the trauma of, like, watching more Marvel movies. <laughs> we are doing a Marvel series very soon, so watch out for it. But, like, I just figured I'm not going to subject Gaia to this Black Widow discussion today. I understand there's a lot of Marvel and it can be very overwhelming. No, it's super overwhelming. But my bestest friend in the whole wide world, Alyssa, is here. Aw, I love that introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, how long have we known each other? I'd say like 10 or maybe more years. Yes. Our friendship our friendship is as old as the MCU. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know what? I think we saw Avengers together and that was we the did. first That was the first time I've saw a Marvel movie. So I know. Full circle. (laughs) That's cute as fuck. We promise to keep the fangirling to a minimum because Mm. this is a culture critique podcast after all. So we will put our critical thinking caps on at some point. Yes, I'm quite cultured. We are so cultured (laughs) here today. Um, (laughs) What are you snacking on this week? So I realized that the new season of Love Island is (laughs) is on Hulu right now. And it brings me joy. So I've been consuming that. I literally watched an episode before I got here. So, you know, that's amazing. (laughs) Quality content. Nita, what are you snacking on? Yeah, I got really into Olympic skateboarding this week. So did Um, my mom. (laughs) Really? Yes. Okay, well, I think we definitely got into it for different reasons. 100%. Because I like women so much. I, so our other friend Lily was over and my dad had skate, like the Olympic skateboarding on, which is such a like SoCal trash. Like, of course, we're from San Diego, which is like the hub of, but but, like the US like didn't even place, which is. That's uh, so sad. It's really sad. Culture in decline. But. (laughs) He had it on and it was the boys and they were all like little Timothy Chalamet looking motherfuckers. Of course they were. Yeah. And, but then the next day it was women. And wow. Like, let me tell you. And like one, they were doing a lot better than the guys, which is just something that I like to notice. And also, wow. Yep. Like, just wow. Maybe I need to watch skateboard. Yeah. Everybody go back. Go back on the NBC. Like, try to find the shit. But like... Please go watch the Olympic skateboarding, like specifically the women's they were doing so well. Alana Smith is one of like the first non-binary Olympic athletes in, I mean, skateboarding was never in the Olympics until this year. So Alana Smith was like the first non-binary skateboarding Olympic athlete and they were doing so well and the commentators talked about them and were really sweet. So it was just like a good... I love that. I absolutely love that. It was so cute. Um, So shout out to Alana. You're dope as hell. And like they said, like they, I don't think they placed, but they were just like, I'm happy to be here and I'm just learning how to enjoy myself. Heck yeah. They deserve it. It was really like, like, that's really beautiful. Anyway. (laughs) That's a good snack. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Oh my God. I can't, I guess I have to do the roadmap. (gasps) New territory. No, here. this is scary. 
Okay, guys. What's up, bitches? If you are new to this podcast, um, you should know that this episode is made up of four parts. Bitch what? An introduction to what we're talking about. Bitch how? A technical rundown of how this thing succeeds and fails as a piece of art. Bitch time, which is where we get three minutes for unintelligent, stupid, unfiltered, uncritical feelings about the thing. And finally, bitch why? A sum up of the implications and why all of this matters. And the bitch meter, our little diversity score meter that we learn math just to give to you. Bitch, what are we talking about this week? Bitch, we're talking about <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow? So we already talked about us being into, like, Marvel movies and stuff, but what was your first encounter with, like, Black Widow as a character? I saw Black Widow for the first time in Avengers. Mm -hmm. She was great, you know, having... <laughs> With the few fine. things she got to do. With the few things she got to do. I've never liked the character, really. I've always thought that she was not written well. She wasn't one of my favorites until I watched this movie. Mm. Okay, and then I And then I cried <laughs> like a baby. Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my relationship with Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow. Sick. <laughs> what about you? Literally probably exactly the same. Like a few weeks ago, I just couldn't stop watching all the Marvel movies. I rewatched Iron Man 2, which is the first thing she's ever in. And I was just like, wow, she really has nothing to do here. And then I watched Avengers and I was like, wow, she really has nothing to do here. And then I watched <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron and I was like, wow, she really has nothing to do here. Except some, except give us some weird backstory about trauma that oh, we God. will never explore. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then she's in Civil War, and I was like, wow, she really has nothing to do here <laughs> except talk to Black Panther about his dead dad and give us some more exposition. So, in <laughs> in the summary of that is, Black Widow does absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> no, she got to die in <laughs> <laughs> that's something she did, she did that jump she did she the jump did. over the thing uh, you know honestly though she didn't get any character development until she died and that's and then she got her own movie <laughs> post-mortem oh god fuck i think it's time for bitch out i think it's time for bitch out How time? You know what the drill is. We know bitch how. Okay, since we, I feel like we just know like the Marvel stuff like in and out to the point where it's we could rattle off all of the plots of every any movie yep. that you decided to just shout out. I'd be like, yep, I can tell you everything about it. <laughs> but for like the general movie going audience, mm -hmm. what do you think works about this movie? That's the question, isn't mm. it? Because a lot of what happens in this is based on something from previous movies. And that's a problem with Marvel movies now. It's one big storyline. You can't really have an individual movie anymore. You can't have an individual superhero movie because it has to tie in somehow with the big picture, which is very annoying. But I think the fact that it introduces a lot of characters that we haven't seen before maybe helps it in that way. Mm. But really, like, if I wasn't a Marvel fan, and I saw this movie, I would be confused for a lot of it. 
Like, if I didn't know that this movie takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War, they could have said it at any time. Like, I feel like by trying to shoehorn it in to some part of the timeline, that actually hurts it mm-hmm. more. Because now you have, like, General Ross doing some fuck shit. And you're like, does he have to be in this? Like, do we have... And I understand that, like, I think Mar- what Marvel's trying to do right now is, like, I think Florence Pugh is obviously, like, the breakout mm-hmm. um, star of this movie. Like, she's been in every movie <laughs> she's been in. Like, every movie. We Little Women. <laughs> yeah. Little Women, Midsommar, everything she's been in. Everyone's like, wow, Florence Pugh really steals the show. So I think, like, obviously she does that here, too. The movie's also titled Black Widow, and Yelena is also a Black Widow. So I feel mm-hmm. like what I kind of feel bad about, and we'll talk more about in Bitch Why, is that, like... I don't really even think that this is Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow's movie. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't think so. And it's really disappointing because we've been wanting a Black Widow movie since she was introduced because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's part of the main Avengers. Every single Avenger has a movie, even the Hulk. (laughs) It's bad, bad. but he has one. He has one. Or I guess not Hawkeye, but he's getting a show. Ew, Um, okay. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. First of all. Um, But the thing is, we've been waiting so long for this movie. We finally get it. And it's this setup for Yelena. Mm-hmm. It's really not even about Black Widow or Natasha Romanoff herself. It's for Yelena, which is very... I love Florence Pugh with all of my heart, and I'm so excited to see where she goes in the MCU. But also, it's not really what we wanted. I also think something that like didn't work for me is the director, Kate Shortland, who has done a couple of like other movies that are really good, and that's why they wanted her for this. She was like... Black Widow doesn't need the boys of the Avengers, but then has, like, a dude helping her out, like, most of the movie. Like, he sets her up with all of the aircrafts that she uses. (laughs) He's the hookup. And he's her hookup. And then, you know, tries to get with her at the end, which I just was like, aren't we trying to subvert the thing of Black Widow as everybody's love interest? I mean, I know she's not really... Captain America's love interest in Winter Soldier, but they do kiss, and, like, I feel like that was for someone that ships that, those two characters. I mean, I don't. That was for somebody, and then, obviously, in in Age of Ultron, you have Natasha and Hulk, (laughs) which is, like, another thing. And then, in Iron Man 2, she's just, like, hyper-sexualized. Fucking Tony Stark is saying shit about her. Nick Fury, like, puts his arm around her in, like, a way that I don't appreciate. So, like, she's just kind of everybody's love interest. And then finally she gets her own movie. And I was just like, cool, this movie's about family. Why is this man here trying to get with her? I like that actor. Mm -hmm. I think he could have been utilized in a different way that doesn't kind of, like, take away from what I think this story was trying to talk about, which was, like, how do you heal from trauma with your family? And, like, how do you trust family when they're the ones who've hurt you? Yeah, I agree. I liked his character. I thought he was cool. But I also did not like the relationship that they had, especially because of everything that you mentioned. What I liked about her character in, like, Infinity War and Endgame is that because the stakes were so high and they were so focused on other things, she didn't have that romantic relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. And you got kind of got to see a little bit more of just her doing her job and that's what made me start to like her character and then 
the second that man showed up <laughs> and they started acting kind of flirty towards each other, I was so disappointed. Yeah. Because thus I wanted to see her and her platonic friend, who she sometimes sees, just hang, you know? I didn't want to see them yeah. flirt. I did see someone mention that he was kind of written as the female character oh, in a way. Um, like the, he was written mm. in the way that women are. Like he's just benefit benefiting Natasha. Okay. But I don't know how like valid that is in terms of like because it's still he's still flirting with her. Yeah. They'd have to make that like way more overt for me, actually. Like mm-hmm. if they really wanted to feel like subversion, I would have wanted them to like go farther in that. Yeah. Because that's how she's been treated every other movie she's been in. Mm-hmm. I think like so there's kind of a reckoning right now. We talked about Jennifer's body and like Megan Fox getting her flowers, um, like so many years later after Jennifer's body Jennifer's body's release. Um, and I think like Joss Whedon, who um did Buffy before he did Avengers and then did Avengers and kind of like started uh Natasha's arc for her in a way that like no one really liked, but he mm-hmm. was the one who did it. Now he's kind of like this person that people are like shitting on. But, like, he planted some things about her that, like, under all of the, like, sexism, there's some stuff that she talks about, like, I've read in my ledger, I want to get it out. I was watching Avengers the other day because Tara Tara and I, like, cannot stop looking at Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) We will talk about Loki. Alyssa's coming back to talk about Loki. But he references all the things that are in this movie, like her uh, killing that guy's daughter. Uh, Drakov. Drakov's daughter. By the way, to finish the Joss Whedon point is, like, I'm glad that, like, the reverse is happening. Is that, like, Megan Fox is doing better. Scarlett Johansson is kind of hopefully getting her dues for this character. I don't know how I feel about Scarlett Johansson, the person. As a person. As a person. But it's fine. (laughs) At least with this character, she's kind of getting whatever she she wanted the whole time. And then Joss Whedon is kind of, like, on the opposite end of that. But there's stuff in there that, like, is totally workable i think i something that i saw a lot of people say is that this felt like the end of a trilogy but the first and second parts of the trilogy were just her unfortunate short snippets in like the 10 years of movies that mm -hmm. she was in (laughs) yeah you'd have to like maybe piece together all of her shit from the other movies Mm -hmm. to like put it together but there is something here right like she as a character has has been wanting to make her way back to something and fight for something that she believes is good. And so that's why in Winter Soldier, it's so heartbreaking for her that even though she thought she was working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and she was doing the right thing, it ended up that she was not, like, she was working for HYDRA all along, unfortunately. And then, like, with Age of Ultron, which, like, I don't love that she believes that she's a monster simply because she cannot have children. No. But that's something that they allude to in this movie with jokes that I don't love. And we'll talk about the tone. I felt a little, like, weird about it, Mm -hmm. but I also kind of liked that they acknowledged it, um, because something that really bothered me was the quote that David Harbord says, where he says, uh, oh, are you, is it that time of the month or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then Yelena starts talking about how they had involuntary hysterectomies. Florence Pugh had to add that line in. It wasn't written with it in. (laughs) And you can tell because the writer is a man. <laughs> a yeah. man wrote this movie. So the fact that he was writing a movie about women and included that was 
not great. And the fact that the women had to fight for this line to be in there is concerning. Well, what's interesting to me is that all the good lines that people are pointing to are improvised. Yeah. The poser line Mm. was improvised because Florence Pugh found out that from a fight choreographer, like, oh, if you actually landed like that, you'd, like, break your knees. Um, And she was like, Scarlett, did you know that that's true? And then the writer heard that on set, added it in. The vest uh, banter is all added in. And it's interesting to me that, like, all the things that were added in from, like, the women's perspective on this character are mm-hmm. all jokes. Yeah. Like, the only way they could get it in was through a joke. Yeah, like, I think Yolanda's line about, like, I want a dog when they're talking about, like, do you want kids? I liked it and I didn't like it. And the way that you're saying that the way that they can get these things in is through jokes, when she says that, it was relatable to me because, like, I don't want kids, <laughs> but I would love a dog. And the fact that they had the line in Age of Ultron where she's like, I'm a monster because I can't have children, Mm. was so horrible. So to see Yelena kind of be like, I can't have children, but I would like a dog. Like, I don't really want children, despite me not having a uterus. I don't know. It's so complicated. It's complicated. And I don't know. It's just... I feel like the writing could have been a little bit better. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Like, Robin and How I Met Your Mother. Mm -hmm. Like, she finds out she can't have kids in that one episode, but then she's like, but I don't want them. And I don't actually, like, and I feel like maybe that show handles that better, that feeling of, Mm -hmm. like, well, I found out that this isn't even something I can do, but maybe it's going to make me reevaluate it's something if I, something I actually even want to do. Do I only think about it because I can't do it? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what is society telling me? But I don't think that, like, Marvel is equipped to carry all of that. Absolutely um, not. And again, like, Natasha's story has just been, like, passed around from, like, male director to male director, like, for forever, um, to the point that, like, this director and this screenwriter had the horrible task of having to piece together, like, okay, she says she has red in her ledger. Okay, she can't have kids. Okay, the Hydra thing, she feels really betrayed by that. With Com- the relationships with the Avengers. With the, <laughs> yeah, we have to compound all of these things and then give a satisfying conclusion to, like, four different narrative threads that no one sat down with Natasha's character and, like, put together versus, like... Iron Man, he ends the first movie with I am Iron Man and he ends the last thing he's in with I am Iron Man. And like Steve, I mean, not everyone loves Captain America, the first Avenger. You love it a lot more than I do. (laughs) I love it. Um, As far as Marvel movies go, like it's just like, it's a good, solid Marvel movie. But they pull Steve's thread about like, I had a date. I had a last, I had a dance that I wanted to go on. And then they, they, so they give him this very satisfying thing. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. I feel like this is the coldest take, but like all the male characters are kind of afforded very good narrative arcs. And what is confusing to me is that like, we just had WandaVision, Mm -hmm. which is for Wanda, like so perfect. They, they did a great job of taking this character that kind of no one really cared about for a while and and gave her like something to really care about and i think that like black widow unfortunately is just too late for me mm-hmm. because like we already had wonder woman right and i feel like this is probably on par with a wonder woman but it's been like a couple years now since the first wonder woman and it's like i'm expecting something better mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i feel like this this movie was kind of leaning 
towards at times the like girl powery mm-hmm. type of movie which I love movies about women but when they're done in a way that's not pandering to the to its audience you know women women I, yeah <laughs> like who doesn't love a movie about women no I agree there's so there's this other like very good critique that I found that I will link to in the show notes and I think what it's getting at is that this movie was kind of going for like a Jason Bourne, like a Mission Impossible sort of thing. And I think Winter Soldier won because the Russo brothers were very like intentional about that kind of tone that they wanted to create and got to go in a darker place that I don't understand why Black Widow doesn't get to go that dark either. Yeah. Like rewatching Winter Soldier, there's some dark shit in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And they don't shy away from it. But in Black Widow, they shy away from, like, the, like Yelena alludes to the fact that, like, children that they deem, like, that they don't need anymore just get killed, mm-hmm. right? That these atrocities happen to them. We see, like, we saw the way that they get their, those hysterectomies. We see that in Age of Ultron, but it's, like, cut away from. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, what I actually would have appreciated more is for them to, like, lean into the darkness. Like, all of the dark shit in the montage. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I When I first saw that montage, I was like, this is going to go someplace crazy. It's going to be crazy intense. And I think, like, it just it didn't do that. I liked the fighting sequences. I thought those were cool. It was weirdly gory. Um, yeah. Which is, like... If that's their idea of dark, like, I don't I don't know. Like, y'all could have gone further if you wanted to make it, like, really, really dark. And I think the other thing is they talk about the character Taskmaster, which everyone was like, that's not what Taskmaster is like in the comics. And it's like, shut up. Like, not none of these characters are exactly like what they're no. like in the comics. So, have like, you seen Hawkeye? He's terrible. We <laughs> hate him. <laughs> like, but in the comics, he's great. <laughs> Hawkeye, um, the Mandarin, which now people have, like retroactively you're like no that was actually kind of an interesting choice like Mm. none of these characters are exactly like what they're like in the comics but taskmaster is meant to be natasha's mirror right it's like the the, her past that she's facing Mm -hmm. and um she has to fight it mentally but also physically but i don't see her fighting it mentally she doesn't really say anything about she's just like well that was something i had to do and like characters ask her about it but we don't see how she like f- i mean often we i don't think we really get to see how black widow feels the whole movie i feel like she's just being carried through the plot and that's another problem cuz like the born movies talk about like what it means when you are um a tool of the state and then you've committed all these atrocities kind of like winter soldier like we see bucky deal with this shit i would say taskmaster is very similar to bucky barnes Mm -hmm. they're practically the same character except one is a woman and one isn't they're both following the same path in this that they have been brainwashed and they don't have control over what they're doing and they're being controlled by these big institutions these evil institutions and they're basically the same but yet the way it's played out in this movie it just doesn't it is hard. But also the widows are brainwashed. Yeah. But even before this, like, stupid little red dust thing, they were conditioned anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Natasha herself was also conditioned in the same way that he is in the Bourne movies. So I don't understand. It almost feels like that red dust, whatever, is a cop out so that we don't have to like think about the fact that like right before this movie started, Yelena was like murdering a bunch of people. She gets, she gets like absolved of that sin because she was under the control of whatever. Yeah. But like, so was Natasha before they invented that thing. She just like, and the other thing is like, we don't see her actually murder the daughter they like it she's just sitting in a car and i hate to keep being like but in the born movies they do this but in the born movies <laughs> you see him flashing back to like i did that like i it sticks with me and if we see that it sticks with her then the end where they like reconcile in that way mm-hmm. i feel like it'd be a lot more impactful but but like we talked about earlier like marvel just cannot go dark yeah. or when they do go dark it's in winter soldier and in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and not here for her. But if, if, if like, we had seen Yelena, like, watching her fellow sisters be murdered because they weren't good enough for their, like, the training or whatever, or Natasha's actual, like, fi- like assassination of the daughter to save herself, like, and, you know, I, I, not that I want to see, like, graphic hysterectomies, but I think, like, just talking about it is not enough mm. for us to, like, make the connection. Of, yeah. yeah, that, like, mm. they are fighting against this trauma that, like, what and, uh, like the part where she, like, has that guy punch her in the nose so that she can punch him back. Yeah. The fact that, like, like, we talked about trauma in Jennifer's body, but, like, in order to face your own trauma, like you do have to take some hits yourself. Like, that's an interesting point. But because we don't really get to see her grapple with anything up until this moment, it doesn't, it doesn't land. Yeah, I think that like the red dust was such an easy solution. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to see more about the widows, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like the whole movie is about them breaking the widows out of who's controlling them. Yeah. And I think we could have seen a lot more of that, but instead they made it like a family road trip movie. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because it felt like that fucking movie with Robin Williams, I think it's just called RV, but it's Mm -hmm. also a remake of another movie called RV. The act of the road trip is what gets the family back on track. Yeah. And I think that that's an interesting vehicle. It's just two different movies. (laughs) No pun intended, an interesting vehicle (laughs) for exploring how to, if you even want to, forgive your family what that looks like and like how you and but then again like david harbour's character like i don't get why they forgive him because they never really talk about why he gave them up like that like so easily like there's so many threads that are kind of just like lost but like there's interesting shit in this movie and i think it's alluding to like larger politics right about like control over women's bodies Mm -hmm. trauma and healing and what's interesting to me is like marvel can go full genre with James Gunn and Taika Waititi and the Russo brothers when they did Winter Soldier, why won't they let this movie be a Bourne movie? Like, there's some scenes that look exactly, like, pulled from, like, Mission Impossible, and I think they actually wanted to get the cinematographer from, from like, Mission Impossible 5, oh, wow. which is, like, then, like, fully just, like, give me that. And I think what they're afraid of, like, it feels like... Marvel hates women. <laughs> well, Marvel hates women, but it feels like baby's first... Born movie. Yeah. And it's like, just give us the fucking, like, real thing because you did it in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, Winter Soldier, there's some moments that are, like, literally terrifying in that movie when you first see, like, Winter Soldier for the first time and he's, like, pulling out that, like, the, he, like, fucking flips Nick Fury's car over. You're like, <laughs> oh, shit. And Taskmaster, like, never holds that same fear factor for me, I don't think. 
And, like, mm-hmm. the tension building isn't done well in this movie because, like, before she even sneaks into, like, Yelena, where Yelena's staying, she's mm-hmm. like, I hear you. And it's like, fuck. D- oh, like, d- all of this, like, tension is lost when she, she gets hit by the car, which freaked me out. Like, that scared me. Yeah. But there was no clue finding she wasn't mm-hmm. like oh my circuit the circuit breaker is not working i have to go do this thing it wasn't like oh i think someone cut it like mm-hmm. someone's trying to get me to leave this like there's nothing like she she's literally she's quite literally just pulled through the events of this movie yeah without a lot of meaning behind it until until it she's talking about her family and then like even when her mom is like oh i just called them they're coming right now that was underwhelming. That was underwhelming because yeah. there was no sense of danger while they were sitting at the dinner table and talking. No. Right? So I feel like this movie, and the reason why I want to say I really enjoyed it is because, like, in the moment, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But the script is underwhelming when you go back and think about it. Like, I don't know if this is a movie, aside from, like, Yelena being adorable, <laughs> there's not a lot in here that I want to revisit. And I think it's because, like, one, they were afraid to, like, make this a really individual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had just made it, like, a like a one-off, like, or a series where we went from, like, everything in her past, her all of the backstory that we've been being teased about for years, yeah. then we get, like, Budapest, mm-hmm. and then we get this... It would feel like a real journey, but you have to go sit and watch, like, all these other movies to get the rest of the stuff that they're talking about here that we just, like, lose. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't enough character development for the movie that was supposed to be about her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just lose a lot of that. <laughs> On your Taskmaster point, I mm-hmm. think, for me, the reason why I liked Taskmaster... Bleh, Taskmaster! That's difficult. Why would you do that? <laughs> No one ever thought we need to, we're going to have to read these things out loud. I know. They're comic books, so you're like, Flag Smasher, Taskmaster. (laughs) And you're like, oh, we actually have to seriously call somebody Taskmaster. (laughs) We have to say this word. (laughs) But I thought the fact that she mimicked other people's fighting styles and, like, when she threw the shield for the first time, I was like, oh, Cap could never. (laughs) I was like, oh, like... Steve Rogers has a lot of training with that shield, but that just went, like, so fast. And I don't know. I just thought it was, like, in terms of fight sequences, but in terms of, like, character, I didn't really care about Taskmaster. Well, I yeah. thought that that was going to come back, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, the fact, because he's the Red Guardian, like, David Harper is always like, I fought Captain America. And so I thought that that was going to be him, like, yeah. what it would mean if he actually did, because he was totally lying. Mm-hmm. Like, but then, so then again, it's just like, ah, uh, like, it's, I don't know. All of these empty threads just empty, everywhere. Empty threads everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think it's bitch time. Is it bitch time? I feel like it's bitch time. I feel like it's bitch time. I have okay. a lot to say for bitch time. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's bitch time. We get three minutes to do whatever we want. Go. I want blue hair. <laughs> or I want red hair. But seeing Natasha with blue hair, cool. <laughs> um, I love the baby sister drama. I love Yelena. So, I love everything. Everything she says is adorable to me. Yeah, I think she is the star. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like her character in Little Women plus like born supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, these women have the arm strength of like, I don't know what... But they're insane because those braids are hard to do. Those braids are insane. <laughs> You're like, not with the fighting, the braids. I tried to do a braid today. It looks really bad and it hurt my arms so much. 
I like the American Pie. I like that. I yeah. like Yelena having like a death complex. She's just like, <laughs> I might die today. That's cool with me. Like it's just so like she's but like everything she does is cute. It's so cute. Um, the Karl Marx tattoo. Oh my god, <laughs> what was that? Da- David Harper was like daddy in that beginning though. I was like, oh, oh, he was so good. Oh, daddy <laughs> um so disneyland has their like black widow show or whatever and mm-hmm. she like fights taskmaster it's it's hot when you see it in person <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I, like oh i like that his dad jokes were like fucked up yeah they're like fucked up dad jokes <laughs> Oh, oh the white outfits? The I'm white into outfit. it. <gasps> they were I'm so into hot. It. That she was wears hot. that at Disneyland now and it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing on hands. What is that? <gasps> oh, when David Harbour goes, my father, we went fishing and I've started to get hypothermia. In oh, my he hands. peed on my <laughs> hands. What the fuck? <laughs> Literally like insane. The pocket vest. There's no pockets on that vest. <laughs> Now, yeah, I was looking at like no pockets. Um, I liked that. Usually, I don't like the use of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" just because I'm so sick of that song being used in things. But you know what? I'm we'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I like how all of the women tied their hair back for the most part. That was hot. I said women beating up other women. Okay, feminism. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Harbour is a super soldier. What? Like oh yeah, crazy. But like I like, guess it's okay because he's been sitting idle for so long, yeah. right? Like it's okay. Strange. Oh oh my god! When Natasha has a marked grave, unlike her mom had an unmarked <sighs> grave, so like sad. that hurts me. That hurt. Um, all of their piercings looked so cool. Yeah, hot, <laughs> hot. Basically, me bitch time time words is like is, <laughs> is that's just women. Hot. You can see how flustered I am. <laughs> Yeah, we're both like we're both like fanning ourselves. Like this is so hot. Yeah, I I I don't know. Like I liked I liked it. Yeah, this is not a bitch. This no. is not a bitch thing. It's but okay. whatever. I have nothing else to say. She gets a dog that made me smile. The dog's name is Fanny. Fanny. So you know at the beginning when like he's like uh, she's like Fanny Longbottom. That's not oh, a good name. Oh yeah, it's Fanny. Aww, Fanny. <laughs> Anyways, oh I my god, with the pig? Would you say he's the pig? Why the fuck would you do that? See, that's dark. <laughs> that's dark. That's dark. And like, I can listen, if the rest of the movie was like as dark as pig suffocating, maybe we wouldn't <laughs> maybe, we would, maybe we wouldn't have issues with this movie. <laughs> fuck. The pig is like squealing on the floor. That was so sad. I was like, I was like, girl, let him up, let him up, let him, up. <laughs> let him breathe. Oh, okay. She did it up until the last minute. The last he still has eleven seconds. Yeah, he still has eleven. Oh my god. <laughs> the brain damage on that pig. Oh, Holy shit, I'm like sweating. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, it's time for bitch. Why? Bitch, why? Bitch, why? What are the implications of this movie? Why did you make this? So what's interesting is that this movie was shelved Mm -hmm. for a year. 
And so because of that, we kind of had a weird Marvel drought, Marvel movie drought for a year. And in that time, got really spoiled by WandaVision, Mm -hmm. by Falcon and Winter Soldier, by Loki, which we are going to cover all three in the coming weeks. So I'm wondering if like Black Widow, a lot of like men reviewing this movie shat on it in a way that I don't think was helpful. Like they all were just like, this was bad. It was like a generic Marvel movie, whatever. But I don't think that like the other generic Marvel movies even try to touch topics like this. No. Right? Like your Thor's, Thor's one and two and your Captain America first Avenger. Like they don't, they don't hit shit like this. No. And like something that like really struck me was in the scene with Natasha and Drakov when they're like kind of facing off mm-hmm. because every time that man st- stood like so close to her and like stepped closer to mm-hmm. her, I started to panic. Like yeah. I started to freak out because if I were in that situation, I think I would cry. Like, yeah. Well, and the fact that she you know, physically can't hurt him. Yeah. Like when she goes and she's like, what? Why can't I hurt you? That is terrifying. It's terrifying and it's like real. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes like with the people who have hurt you in that way, they are almost untouchable. Yeah. Right? It reminds me of like Michael Bay and how he treated Megan Fox or like how Joss Whedon has treated the women of Buffy and like probably Scarlett Johansson. That kind of like you can't you there's nothing you're frozen. Yeah. You freeze. And I think that that was a really big moment for watching as, like, a female-identifying person Mm -hmm. because it's so relatable. Yeah. And men aren't going to get that. Men aren't going to understand that feeling. Oh, and so my my question is just, like, does this feel technically a little underwhelming considering we just got all these three other shows. Yeah, I think the way that the other shows were built and structured because they are like hours and hours mm-hmm. long, you're getting all of this development for these characters in so much time. Yeah. And I feel like every movie from now on is going to feel maybe lacking in comparison mm-hmm. because we're not spending as much time with Natasha and yeah, you know, we could have spent more time with Natasha in this two-hour movie, but they just did not do that. Yeah. So then the other thing that I really loved is the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily found family, and obviously, like, the politics of, like, loving your, like, surrogate family that was, uh, you guys are all under the control of the government, and you have to, like, pretend to be a family together. But, like, for yeah. Yelena and Natasha, like, it was real mm-hmm. to them, right? And so separating the the reality from the fantasy is so complex and interesting. And then at the end, when Yelena gets all these, like, quote-unquote sisters, the, all mm-hmm. these widows, that's, like, really beautiful. It's like, who do you go to to heal? And I like that she actually doesn't go off with the parents, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. I like that she finds her own way after this. Mm-hmm. And... I did really feel for her, like, when we flash forward and Natasha's gone, right? Because they just had these moments. And those moments, those sister moments, so real. The other thing it reminds me of is, like, Gaia wrote this play called Demon Play. And so I referenced that when we talked about Jennifer's body. And, like, in Jennifer's body, when they're fighting about 
they're fighting because she's a succubus. They're mm-hmm. fighting about their friendship. And I think here they're fighting like sisters. But if two sisters were assassins, yeah. they're in that embedded in all of that is the is the sisterhood. The and, way that they yeah. talk to each other and the mm-hmm. way that they interact is very, yeah. yeah it's just, so good. And like, and how like your little sister is sometimes like a li- like you're the blueprint for your little sister. Mm-hmm. So she looks up to you. Like I watched this with Tara. And so like I had a lot of feelings about that as we were watching it. And I think so I think the unfortunate thing when you have a lot of male reviewers is they miss that stuff. Yeah. And so I think like what this movie is doing a lot. It like sometimes veers into girl bossy, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it feels pretty genuine because yeah. because there's so many other things going on in this movie that when the quote unquote girl bossy stuff happens, you're like, oh, no, that feels pretty. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's gonna it's gonna happen. And this is a movie about women, and you know, anything can really be viewed as girl bossy if you look <laughs> at it in a certain light. But I mean, for the most part, I think they tried their best to honor what that was yeah i really liked the line at the end of the movie that natasha says where she's like i thought i didn't have any family turns out i have two that last scene is when i started sobbing (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it's really sad especially since this movie came out after endgame when we know we're never gonna see her again so and that's another thing it's Mm -hmm. like why is this movie coming out is this the closing chapter is this if we had already killed off Black Widow in Endgame, why is this coming out afterwards? I don't know. I think it would have been really good if, because Captain Marvel came out in between Infinity War and Endgame because they needed Captain Marvel to show up in Endgame (laughs) and people would be like, who the fuck is that? Like, if we had gotten Captain Marvel and Black Widow together because because black widow was a movie that had been teased for years mm-hmm. people were like just give us a fucking black widow movie and then instead they gave us a captain marvel movie yeah. which that movie feels very girl bossy to me mm-hmm. just from like what i remember of it i mean i liked it tonight but i but that could just because i like i like the music in it i love that movie i know you love that, <laughs> love that movie. movie also I'm, i uh met the composer oh um she went to go see Captain Marvel at Disneyland. Oh, that's cute. Her. Um, so the music, yeah, it's pretty good. No, the music is but, good. Um, and like, I like the use of 90s music. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's cool. I, I mean, I liked Captain Marvel. I just thought, and I think for me, like, I have a line of how much girl boss I can take. Yeah. You know? And, Mar- um, and Captain Marvel's like right before the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for me, that it just really depends on what the tone of the movie is and what you're trying to say. Yeah. Well, I think it would have been better if, like, it was, like, Infinity War, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Endgame. I agree. Right? I because then, then you could have, in the end credits of Endgame, Yelena mm-hmm. show up. Right? And I think that's why everyone feels so jaded about this movie is because what I'm supposed to feel for this character that's dead now. Yeah. Like, you're giving me all these reasons to like this character. Like, Wanda's not dead. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert for WandaVision. <laughs> Wanda's still going, right? now. Yeah. But now Elizabeth Olsen gets to, like, go forward feeling more solid about the character she's playing. I wonder how Scarlett Johansson's performance in Endgame would have been 
informed by the work she had done in the Black Widow movie. I agree. Right? Like I said, I didn't care about Black Widow until this movie, and now she's dead. And now she's gone, so So. it doesn't even matter. Like, it feels like kind of like the worst fuck you. Yeah. Speaking of fuck yous. Speaking of fuck yous. um, What a good transition. (laughs) Thank you. Big news happened literally today. So the universe said we were, like, supposed to record this episode today. But Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for breaching her contract over Black Widow's release because she and, like, a lot of the Avengers stars, except for, like, I know Robert Downey Jr. gets paid up front. Mm-hmm. He's, like, literally, like, the highest paid actor in all of these movies. Not surprised. Yeah. So she filed a lawsuit because her compensation is tied to the box office performance of Black Widow. And if it hits certain benchmarks in how much money it makes, she gets bonuses. And this is like a thing that happens with a lot of movies and specifically like with like big Marvel movies, they they pretty much know that like they're going to make enough money to like give these guys even more money, like even more compensation. But because Disney released Black Widow on streaming the same day they released in the box office, this movie is, like, on track to be one of the lowest-grossing Marvel movies. So Scarlett Johansson is like, hey, you fucked me over, you breached my contract. Unfortunately, streaming on Disney Plus wasn't even factored into her contract because this happened pre-pandemic, and, like, even Warner Brothers has, like, put all their movies on HBO Max or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they had to do that so that movies would be able to be released, but that didn't take into account the contracts of all the actors that were there before. And the fact that they released Jungle Cruise in theaters a few weeks later, so they could have done the same thing with Black Widow, and it's just, like, odd that they didn't. Yeah, it feels weird because also, why isn't Disney altering her contract? Why aren't they revising her contract if the circumstances have changed? Scarlett Johansson has been playing this character for 10 years, Mm. and if Disney can screw her over, someone who has been in their highest grossing movies of all time, what are they going to do for their other employees or for everybody else well, this just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. If, like, if this was another Iron Man movie and Robert Downey Jr. was like, uh, you guys, this breaches my contract, this would have been a conversation and not a lawsuit. Yeah. And so, okay, so the budget was $200 million, and right now they're at $300 million internationally. So, like, they barely broke even. Because they released it on... And obviously, like, I'm all for accessibility. I'm really glad I was able to watch it on streaming because I don't want to go into a movie theater right now. Yeah. But if they do that, they need to, like, be able to compensate her Mm -hmm. properly and maybe even using, like, the average of what she normally gets in the back end to, like, compensate her in that way. Um, Anyway, this just goes to show that, like, on all fronts, like, narratively... She doesn't get a trilogy the same way, like, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America all yeah. got trilogies. Ant-Man's getting a trilogy. Ant-Man's yeah. getting... Oh, my God, I even... Spider-Man has a trilogy. Spider-Man and Ant-Man. The only other person who hasn't is Hawkeye, but he's getting a show. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's, like, done some weird shit, so I think they're just trying to phase him out as quickly as possible. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah that's the thing with all of these shows that are coming out, is that they're setting up for what's coming in the future. Yeah, like which, the Young Avengers, yeah, or so. Dark Avengers is what they're thinking mm-hmm. of with Yelena and U.S. Okay. Agent. Kate Bishop and mm-hmm. Wiccan and Speed and all of them. Ugh, and Miss Marvel, maybe. Miss Marvel. Um. So it's just, like, on all fronts... 
Scarlett Johansson's character has been kind of fucked up and like Scarlett Johansson's been kind of screwed over. I mean, obviously she said some stupid shit. I don't like the things that she said. No, I don't, I don't like really the things like that her she as said. a person, but I do think that, you know, she worked really hard mm-hmm. with the Marvel movies and, you know, she deserves the money. That Girl's been did. acting for a long ass time mm-hmm. since she was like very small. Yeah. So she clearly has demonstrated that she can hold a franchise probably and hold a trilogy or something like that and just never got it and this movie isn't even really about her Mm -hmm. so because marvel's so busy trying to set up for the next thing that she kind of gets overshadowed that's something that i want to talk about in the future what marvel does with its movies and how nothing is really about the stories of the characters anymore, mm-hmm. but instead the big picture of what they want to do, where they want to take the MCU. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about when we talk about the TV shows mm-hmm. is what they make necessary viewing. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to keep watching the MCU stuff, what is necessary that you do <laughs> at home on Disney Plus, your homework? Yeah. To go watch the next Marvel movie. I don't think that Black Widow is necessary viewing. You could totally skip it. And so the fact that then also Scarlett Johansson's first and only Black Widow movie is a skip. Yeah. Is also shitty. Yeah. And I think the only reason anyone would go back to watch it is Yelena. Yeah. Which is kind of, again, love Florence Pugh, but depressing for... Natasha's character. That character. Yeah. Yeah. And because she was, like, the only female character in this fucking thing for such a long time. Yeah. We didn't have any female superheroes for the longest time. And it's sad. Sucks. Um, it's bitch meter time. Bitch meter time. Bitch meter time. All right. This is where we rank the thing. What did we give it for queer? For queer, we gave it an N.A. There's women in it. There's women, but they're not queer. They're not queer. I they're want not. them to be queer. They're not. They're not. Um, yeah. But Florence Pugh, if you get a five on the bitch meter, just like in life, uh, call me. Florence Pugh, um, <laughs> I would like to just have one conversation just with you. Just one conversation. <laughs> she's like on Spotify. Like she has some songs on Spotify. She or she's like featured on some songs. Like go, oh my god, go! Like everybody's, she has a YouTube channel. It's just FP. Love go it. Go <laughs> listen to her music. She's oh my god, amazing. Um, okay, for gender we gave it a five. It's there's women, womening all over the place. So much, um, so much women. So much women. <laughs> for race we gave it a one <laughs> because of just because there's there one was... character of color and he doesn't really do much he does absolutely nothing but he's there so we have to acknowledge it he flirts with scarlett johansson and that's it yes for disability we gave it an na there's not really anything no nope there's no. nothing in there <laughs> body positivity we gave it an na minus one stop that shaming david harbour's character yeah what the that, heck when he's trying to get into the suit like, that's, I mean, I almost want to give it a minus two, but, like, it's fine. We gave it a minus one. It's a, and, you know, time has passed, so, yeah, but, Gaia, this is for you. For a dollar, cast a fat person. Yeah, for a dollar, please. <laughs> cast a fat person. Yep. <laughs> for class, he gave it an N.A. I don't know if this goes into class, but there's a lot of anti-communist sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> but that, not enough for me to even, like, 
they're not saying anything about it. This movie is just like fuck Russia, mm, as yeah. most spy movies do. <laughs> so I guess that in that in that sense, it's fitting to the genre. Amazing, and that gives us a final score of drum roll, please. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah, sad. Um, not the could have been could have been one of the better Marvel movies. Yeah, but I think this is kind of fitting. It, it makes sense that it gets a five. I wish it were a little bit higher, but sad. Yikes. Um, it's time for Harris's hot take. Yo. Hi, Caitlin. So I'm here with my friend Alyssa. So we're doing Black Widow, and then we're going to do Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we're thinking of calling you for all those episodes, maybe, to just, like, give Harris and Gaia a break. (laughs) Love. But we're doing Black Widow. So I can do all of them. Fuck yeah. So we want to know what your hot take is on Black Widow. Okay, so I literally watched Black, like, I got it on disney plus and i watched it in increments also scarjo suing disney which honestly like yeah she honestly should do that like i would if i was in a situation like i was watching so i just got a job at the alamo draft house so i've been like working the movie exciting but i feel like the way it's placed in the timeline like at first i was kind of just like okay like we're not gonna get anything like after the whole um I, th- I was kind of worried that it wasn't anything like after endgame or anything but i like where it fits in the timeline um it just makes kind of just like the ending scene like really tragic because at first i was kind of just like this this whole like ending sequence with like the fire like the fireflies and the trees and um like you know the callback to the beginning of the movie like it was just so like bittersweet it was just like kind of a perfect ending like a perfect chapter end and a perfect chapter opener for um yelena which I'm sure, like, Florence Pugh is gonna, like, do a bunch of, like, more Marvel stuff. Yeah, she's um, gonna be in the Hawkeye show, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Also, and then I know a bunch of people have been talking about, like, Young Avengers, mm-hmm. or, like, Young Avengers. Um, so, yeah, she's, like, kind of the, the perfect Black Widow replacement. It's so funny, because you texted me to have more hot takes, and I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> that was a hot no, take, No, that's a though. hot take, because we actually, spoiler alert, say something completely different in the episode. So, oh, oh, um, but you'll have to listen okay, to find out what we say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the cast was like very well. Well, I thought it was very well cast. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's hot. Amazing. Okay, I love you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for doing this. Love you. All right, love you. Bye. Thank you, Caitlin, for that hot take. Thank you, Caitlin. Okay, what are you working on? Life. um um, i'm in grad school so i'm working on a novel yeah you're halfway through grad i'm halfway through grad school my Um, dumbass hasn't even graduated undergrad yet you'll get there it's fine fine. yeah so at the end of this this whole grad school thing i'll maybe have a book so we'll see how that goes watch out for that nita what are you working on i am taking this class called writing the think piece and I just wrote a thing piece about Olivia Rodrigo, and then I also just wrote one about the second season of Never Have I Ever. And I'm going to try to get them published, and I'm really proud of them. I think they're good. Yes, I read them. They were good. Thank I like them a lot. I have, I have good thoughts. I know, so to smart. To go into the think piece. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on. 
Where can people follow you, Alyssa? If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram as alyssa.c.m or on Twitter, alyssam611. Sick. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nita underscore Thadani, T-H-A-D-A-N-I. And you can follow the Bitchwide Podcast on at Bitchwide Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email Bitchwide at b.tchy at gmail.com. Amazing. <laughs> um, please tell a friend about this podcast and leave a review and rate us on iTunes. All of the resources referenced will be in the show notes. Thank you to our editor and co-producer Cameron and gay god Cameron and our graphic designer Jillian. Thank you. Bye, bitches. Bye. Nice meeting you. (laughs)